0: is me coming alive and being what God created me to be, amen, and living out the fullness of what he intended for me to live and have and be, and other people around me profit from that life. Yes. Amen. We was just back and talking in the office, and uh, Dr. Jacobs is talking about I believe it was Elijah when they put him in the grave, uh, um, and his bones were still there in the grave, and 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 they put a dead man in there on him in a hurry, and uh, the dead man sprung back to life. Yeah. Amen. So if God can put revival in some dead bones and cause people to come back to life again, I'm going to tell you right now if people gonna come back to life around you. <laughs> if people gonna to come to life around you, amen, yeah. hallelujah. And um and, I, and and this message this message comes in Isaiah sixty. Uh, we were at Pastor Alvin's church. Dr. Jacobs just left us preaching on revival, preaching on healing, and preaching on miracles, amen. And and this is what we're pursuing because we believe we're going into this last revival. And in this last revival, all the revivals of the past are going to hit right now. Matter of fact, they're already hitting. We already seeing more miracles. Amen. Physical miracles. We've seen financial miracles taking place because there's a momentum that is coming to move the church to the forefront. Amen. In our communities. That's where it should have been anyway. Amen. We don't have, politics is not going to be able to help us. Amen. Kings are not going to be able to help this generation. Presidents are not going to be able to help this generation. Medical science is not going to be able to help this generation because there's a darkness that has come that is gross darkness. And it's overshadowing man's ability to pull himself out. Amen. David said, That's why I love the Lord when I fell into a pit. He lifted me up out of it. Amen. I was still shaking, but He set my feet on solid ground and steadied my going. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's what this generation needs is in a pit. You like his song things that, like I said, I've fallen and I can't get back up. Amen. That's what's happening right now. And now it's time for the church to be what it's supposed to be in this generation. And things are not gonna happen because we're trying to make them happen. They're just gonna happen because it's time for the supernatural. It's time for things that, that have been, things that are natural are gonna go super. (laughs) amen that's what supernatural means that things that are natural gonna go super amen your health is getting to go super your finances getting to go super your mind is getting to go super your family is getting ready to go super not because you trying, because he said it's not by might but it's by the spirit of the living God amen and I got this message listening to Dr. Jacobs preach and, and and he quoted Isaiah 60 And it just, it just began to explode in my spirit. And he said, this is how I'm going to do revival. Amen. This is how I'm going to do revival in your generation. So let's take a look at this, these passages of scripture in Isaiah 60, and I'm just going to read verses one through five. And he says, arise, shine for thy light is come. Somebody said, it's my light. It's personal. Amen. Revival is personal. Amen. It says, Rise of thy light has come, the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And it says, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory, not mine, his, shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come, somebody say they're coming, to thy light. And the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift of thy eyes around about thee and see all they that gather them, themselves together. They shall come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar. Somebody need to shout hallelujah. they coming, amen. Say they're coming. Amen. Thy daughters shall, ter- shall be nursed at thy side. And then thou shalt see and flow together, amen. Thy heart shall, shall fear and be enlarged. Somebody shout, I'm getting bigger. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, the force of the Gentiles shall come to thee. Amen. And so when when, when Dr. Jacobs, he just quoted that scripture and it just went off in my spirit. And God said, this is how I'm going to do revival. And we've been preaching this at our church. Amen. And he says right now, he's telling the church, he gives them two commandments right up front. He says, I want you to rise. I want you to get up. And I want you to shine. And then he says, For, amen. For means because. He says, Because I'm giving you a reason to get up now. Things are different now, they're not like they used to be. Things are totally different now. And he's telling the church, I want you to rise and shine. And when Isaiah prophesied this, he was prophesying about a church that was coming. It was what he saw in our ge- He had saw our generation before we got here. Amen. And he saw this church coming. He understood what had happened in the past and how Israel had turned their backs on God and got involved and entangled themselves in the world and, and in, 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 in uh, worldly activities and going away from their covenant with God. And they were judged for it. But he said there's a day coming. Amen. There's a day coming that everything you got yourself entangled with, you're going to be able to rise up out of it. Amen. The day is here. You're not going to be depressed anymore. Amen. The day is here. You're not going to be oppressed anymore. Suicidal thinking is over with. Amen. Because he says, I want you to rise up out of despair. There's a reason I want you to get up. Amen. And then when I get you up, I want you to shine. Amen. He said that this word rise means you're going to rise to a whole new level of strength and a whole new level of power. And it's not because you're going to get yourself up. It's because we sang the song this morning. There's a resurrection power working on the inside of you. Amen. It's working on the inside of you and every time you sing that song, there's a new strength coming. Amen. Because we're going to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Things are going to get wild around here. Amen. Before you know it, hallelujah, you're not going to be able to recognize this place. Amen. Because you are rising and going to a whole nother level. Somebody shout a whole nother level. Because if you can say you can get there, Amen. He says, "I want you to rise." I'm not asking you to rise. I'm, I, he said, "I'm commanding you to rise, and then I'm commanding you to shine." He says, "Because your light has come," Amen. And then he goes on down here to say, and he says right here, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. When the glory comes on a person's life, amen, that means the presence of God is beginning to inhabit their life, amen? That means that the presence of God is coming, and now it's not their ability to disoperate, it's God's ability to disoperate it, amen? He says the glory has come and the light has come. I like what Jesus said in the book of John, he said there's a light that's here now, and, and there's the glory that's coming and the darkness cannot comprehend it he said light is going to shine into darkness he said i've already done my shining but it's now your time to shine and I'm going to give you the same glory and the same shine I had. I'm giving you a reason to get up. Now when you face obstacles, you're going to face them with the same glory I faced them with. And with the same ability I faced them with. Amen. The same thing I had, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. I'm giving you a reason to get up. See, sometimes people can't get up in the morning because they don't have a reason to get up. They don't have a motivation to get them moving. They don't see a point in going today. Just like Dr. Jacob said it's The same clocking in, the same bologna sandwich, the same, amen, the same car, the same driveway, but things are changing now. This is a glory generation now. It's a light generation now. Jesus said, You can get up now because I'm going to give you the same thing that got me up. I'm going to give you the same thing that caused
1: me to move in the earth. Amen. The Bible said he took off. He said, Father, I'm going to take off this glory, and I'm going to give the glory I got to them that you put on me to them. But I'm going back to you and get the glory I had with you from the beginning. He said, but now you're going to be able to get up because I'm going to hand you the glory that I had when I was in the earth. So I want you to get up out of your depression because I was never depressed one day. I want you to get up out of suicidal thinking, because I was never suicidal one day. I want you to get up, amen, in abundance, because I was never broke one day, because my light was shining when I was in the earth. They called him the light of the world. They called him the bright and shining star. And the same light, hallelujah, that you see in John, that you see in Matthew, that you see in Mark, that you see in Luke, Your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. You don't have to worry about your neighbor being excited. You can get excited. He said, thy light has come. Go ahead and sit back down. Thy light has come. Have you ever had the power go out in your house?
0: Sometimes because you ain't paid your bill. Sometimes it's a power outage. <laughs> but neither one of them's good. <laughs> and all you can wait to do is get the light back on. All activity stops in darkness. I don't care what kind of house you got. I don't care how many bedrooms you got. I don't care how many restrooms you got. I don't care how many kitchens you got in your house. When the power goes out, whatever you got in there is useless. And then he says this, he says the Gentiles are not coming to darkness. (laughs) I'm telling you how they're going to (laughs) come. It doesn't matter how big your house is. People don't want to come if it's dark in there. It doesn't matter if you have marble floors. It doesn't matter if you have gold silverware sitting on the table. It doesn't matter if you have a dining room table that's 20 foot long. It doesn't matter what kind of playroom you got. It doesn't matter what kind of movie room you have in your house. If the light is out, nobody wants to come to it. It doesn't matter about the value of the things that you have on it. The question is, is it connected to power? And if it's connected to power, can you turn the light on inside of it? See, we've been doing things, we've been trying to get things in our church Amen. And thank God for everything we're doing to get things in our church. But people can't see them if the light is not on. Amen. And so God is saying, I want you to rise and shine. Amen. Because your light has come. Amen. I'm gonna, he's, he says, I want you to get up because I done flipped the switch. Amen. The switch has been flipped. Amen. See, people have been trying to do all kinds of things to get people coming to their church. I saw somebody that had a baptism. They was on a water slide. It was three revolutions and splash, I baptize you. In the name of the Father, Son, and
1: Holy people, See, we hadn't, had, we hadn't had the light, so we've been trying to create thrill <laughs> and excitement. Amen? It's good to have fun.
0: But let's have fun with the light on. Amen. Let's have fun with the light on because see God when he, in, in the book of Genesis when the earth was without form and darkness filled the earth. Amen. The Bible said God didn't go try to fix stuff in darkness and if God can't fix something in darkness you can't fix something in darkness. <laughs> Amen. You got to have light to be able to fix yourself. You got to have light to be able to see the shortcomings and, and, and the failings in your life and the places that God needs to fill up and make whole in your life. You got to be real with yourself. If you're not living, you got to say, I'm not living. If you're not having joy, you got to say it. Amen. And so when you turn the light on, you can see exactly where you are. When people are living in darkness, people, there's no, there's not a necessity to change. That's why in the clubs, they like to keep them dark. Praise God. We got some that in this place haven't been to the club. Thank God. But we got some of y'all that have been. (laughs) And they keep the lights down real low so you can't see what's in there. They keep the lights, because if they turn the light on, you can see what's in it. You say, man, this place is dirty. <laughs> they don't have to clean it up. <laughs> where, where, praise God. Where our next building is going in, 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 uh, in Nashville, amen, the next building is going in Nashville, uh, we're buying a club. It used to be a club, and we're going to tear it down <laughs> and put it there. But when we were going through the building, I went in there. They tried to turn the lights on. I went in there. I said, this place is filthy. I didn't even, people don't even know what they're going to. You can't even halfway see the people in there. If they turn the lights on and you see who was next to you, you say, oh. Oh, no, we got to go. <laughs> you can let anything in, in the dark. But when light comes, bless God forever. You can make better choices. You can make better choices. God says the light is here. You're gonna be making better choices. He says your light has come. You're gonna be making better choices. And and the family that that, that own that property, they uh, they, that property they they've been running that thing since the 1950s. And now it's just. People in the family are sick. You just run out. We just, God just, I was passing by that one day. God says, right there, I want you to call about that. That's what he said. I want you to call about that. And so we checked into it. Bless God forever. And uh, Brother Todd handles those things for us. He checked into it. And he brought me back out to the site. And we were sitting out to talk with everybody. And the way this deal is going to work out, the land is coming to us at no charge. we in new times, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going to be about what you can pay for. It's about what you can see in the light. <laughs> it's going to be about what you can see in the light that belongs to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amen. And then the family said, of anything we want on this site, we want a church. Amen. Because we're moving into the season. The church is the answer. The church in the light is the answer. Amen. And then he goes on down here to say this. He says, uh, he says um, for gross darkness shall cover the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Amen. That means there's going to be a distinction between light and darkness, like it's never been before. Malachi prophesied, he said, you're going to know the difference between the ones who serve God and the ones who don't. It's kind of like Israel in Egypt. There was light in Goshen. And there was darkness in Egypt. And it was very distinct who was living in the light and who was living in darkness. Amen. He said gross darkness is going to cover them. And when we look out, I don't follow the news and things like that now. I, I don't try to get into all that because I don't have time for it. I'm so focused on the light. People come back and tell me what happened in the darkness. I don't have time to look at it. I already know what's going to happen. Killing, stealing and destroying already know what's happening and you watch the news and you go ahead and watch it whatever you do but I, <laughs> i'm focused on the light amen, amen. because the light is going to be the highest valued commodity coming in to the age we're living in look what he says right here he says here gross darkness is going to come in which means they're not going to have answers they're not going to have solutions Amen. The world is running out of solutions. The world is running out of trying to be their own God. It's failing. Amen. Our technology has, has excelled, but the way humanity is living today is decelerating at an alarming rate. Amen. And what's happening now is that society is not going to have answers. Amen. Even when the, when the hurricane came, Katrina hit, it was the churches that responded to bring relief amen and there's a and that's just one of the signs of the beginning of times the church is getting ready to have all the answers for our society amen praise god you know i'm gonna vote but when you're looking praise god i don't know what candidate you're gonna and you know praise god I i ain't preaching politics but this is the first time i'm looking at the candidates I don't care which one you're looking at. That's your business. I'm just telling you. It's dark. It's really dark right now. I don't care which one you're looking at. It's dark. Martin Luther King said it a long time ago. It's midnight. He was midnight with Martin Luther King. Now it's gone past midnight. (laughs) It's at a time when nobody should be out. (laughs) You know, it should be. There comes a time nobody's supposed to be out in the darkness. In the darkness, there's nothing but what? Skunks and raccoons and, 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 and people that, not people, but things that eat stuff that's dead. That's all that's out there in darkness right now. Amen. And he says right there, look what this says right here. He says this. He says this, and he says, um, for the Gentile shall come to thy light. And then that struck me. He said, that's the key to revival. The Gentile has been programmed now to move to light the unsaved they're not they're not they're not looking for the way we sing they're not looking at the way we preach they're not looking how pretty our buildings are amen all of those things are great but those things need to be in the light because they're not coming to that two-thirds of Nashville doesn't even go to church because they're tired of religion they're tired of the church that's in darkness itself Amen. There's tired of the church that's playing in darkness itself. The church is not supposed to be playing in darkness. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. And the unfruitful works means that if I have unfruitful works, it means the things that God have predestined for me cannot happen. That's what it means. It means that that God has has planned supernatural things to take place in my life But if I'm touching darkness, darkness will stop what God planned from happening in my life today and every day I'm playing in it. And that's why the enemy is trying to entice the church to play with darkness like the world because he knows what's in Isaiah 60. He knows that it's prophesied that they can only move to light. Amen. When the the wise men decided that it was time to go worship the king, and Jesus was born, they started moving to what? They started moving to a light. And they was bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh. God is saying it's happening all over again. He said the Gentiles are looking for light. And because... It doesn't matter what they have in terms of wealth. It doesn't matter what they have in terms of precious substance. Because light is going to be the most valuable substance that there is. And it's only one place you can go get it. Amen. It's only one place you can go get it. It is going to be to the house of God. And the Bible says they, when they see the light, they're going to start going to it. You're going to see people show up in your church. and You're not even going to know why they're there. You're going to see people coming in your life and asking about the things of God. And, it's, and you're not even going to know why they're going to ask you why. You don't even know why they're asking you. It's because they see something in you that's different from everybody else. God says it's one thing I'm going to let them see that's supernatural on you. I will let them see your light and I will let them see your glory. I may not let them see your building but I'll let them see your light. I may not let them see how you sing or how you preach but I will let them see your light. And they're going to be coming through these doors and you're not even going to know where did these people come from. It's going to be a light on this property and a light on your life amen that they are designed to see you are different than everybody else you have not been touching darkness and for some reason on the inside of them they're going to know that you have the answer and they know that the value of your light is more valuable than the wealth they have because there's a light you carry And the bible said and the wicked one touches them not amen their
1: money can't get depression off of them can't get sickness out of their house can't get deep. Demons of them, but you carry a light that the doctors cannot touch It cannot comprehend. They're just going to fall up in the place and get healed just because they stepped in the light. Demons are going to get off of them just because they stepped up in this place.
0: You're going to be wondering who prayed for them, didn't have to. The light hit them and it just left because the Bible says there's a God. He lives in unapproachable light, and he's about ready to give that light to you. Demons can't approach it. Cancer can't approach it. Sin-
1: Sickness and disease cannot approach it. Poverty cannot approach it. And that's the light that's on you right now. And that's the light that the Gentile is coming after. And the Bible says they're going to bring the force of the Gentiles that's coming with them. Because your light is more valuable than money. Your light, your glory is more valuable than money. What you can do, money, what you're going to be able to do, money can't explain it. Money can't do it. Money can't fix it. Money can't help it. Because he says your sons and daughters are about ready to come from afar. I don't care how far the devil has taken them into depression, into drug abuse. I don't care how far he's taken your children. I don't care how deep in despair they are. I don't care what kind of sin they're in. I don't care what kind of darkness and what kind of depression they're in. But he says when you turn on your light, you're not going to need somebody else to save what you birthed into this earth. They're your children. They're your seed and you birthed them. And they are going to come to your light. You better get up and shine up in here because they're coming from afar. Oh, yeah, they're coming. Don't you listen to the devil telling you your seed is lost? Your children is lost? No. He didn't say worry about it. He said shine. They coming from afar.
0: Spiritual sons and daughters are coming from afar. I'm telling you what's happening. You ain't even know why they're in your church. You ain't even know why they came. Go ahead, and sit back down. Praise God. You better get here early. That's what I've been telling the church. You better get here early. He said they're designed to come to light. And they're designed to bring their money with them. We're going to go into a phase now that you ain't got enough seats. No, you don't. You ain't got enough seats. I can see it. Dr. Jacobs preached this. This went off in my spirit. And I've been preaching in our church ever since he said revival takes place in light. It takes place in light. The light I give you and Gentiles can see it. Your children can see it. Your sons and daughters can't see it. From afar. Just like those wise men came from afar. They can see it. You might as well get ready. Your children are coming back. And the Bible said your daughters will nurse at your side. I'm talking about the one you couldn't talk to. I'm talking about the one you couldn't get along with. The son you couldn't get along with. They coming. They just been waiting on the light. They tired of religion. They just been waiting on the light. A church that won't touch darkness. A church that won't touch darkness is more valuable than any gold or silver or wealth in this earth. It's the church of the supernatural. It's the church where God lives. It's the church where God dwells. The sinner falls on his face and says, God is in this place. You ain't got to tell me. See, I can see him myself. I don't know Genesis from Revelations, but I know God is in this place. It's the church that there's... They won't allow darkness in their house. They won't allow darkness on their television. They won't allow darkness on their phone. They said I was preaching good. Hallelujah. (laughs) I was walking through the park one day. I told Jesus I'd do anything you ask me. Anything. because Light more valuable than anything there is. It causes the church to become the centerpiece of the earth. We'd we have done a lot of great singing in our country, around the world, a lot of great preaching, a lot of great building. And the Gentile is not geared to move to great buildings. And I geared to move to great singing. They're not even moved, geared to move to a big picnic. They'll come eat your hot dogs. They ate Jesus stuff up. Yeah, six thousand of them showed up for fish and chips. <laughs> I just didn't want to be frying that day. <laughs> Jesus, don't put me on the grease. <laughs> I'll do any kind of ministry you want. <laughs> I will not be on that grease all day. <laughs> yeah. They'll come and eat your fish and chips, but you still don't have disciples that can produce light. Disability, your light has come. Your light has come. I want you to get up. And I want you to shine. People need to know me in light. Everything that's created is created with the foundation of light. It's the source of all creation. The Bible said God is light. He said, I want you to be what I am to this generation. And they're going to come in here, and you don't even know where they come from. So who invited you? Nobody. I just saw a light. I just saw a supernatural light. Somehow I just knew my answer was there. I just knew my answer was there. I know what's happening in our church. They pop it in the doors. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. Because he said your light has come. And you get up and you shine your light. Signs and wonders and miracles are going to just happen because darkness cannot maintain a hole when the light comes it immediately moves when 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 a, when a light is turned on in a dark room darkness don't take its time see I it don't say I leave in a minute <laughs> give me a minute bro <laughs> and the switch is on yep. <laughs> It <laughs> that. It just scatters. It happens so quick. You can't even, you can't even measure it. The speed of light, it's just unmeasurable. It's unmeasurable in in natural ability. And so things are going to change so quickly that you won't even remember the former days. <laughs> You're going to forget that was even darkness at all. Amen. Amen. When the power comes back on at your house, <laughs> praise God, you just shouting hallelujah. You can start life again. You can start living again. You can start living again just because the light is on. It'll be like it was at Obed Edom's house when he brought the Ark of the Covenant in. And then all of a sudden, everything starts living. You couldn't even explain it. And there's been things that have been dormant in your life that are going to come back to life. Because a seed can't grow in the dog. Even if it's an incorruptible seed, it still needs light. And so what's going to happen is things that have been lying dormant in you Gifts and callings, anointings, when the light hits it, it's going to start causing it to come to life and grow and develop. We're not experiencing right now everything God has for us. I refuse Mm -hmm. to have the mindset, this is everything we got. This is everything we got. We got mortgages on our church. Mortgages on our home, but that's all about to change. That's all about to change. And it's going to happen so quick, God says some of y'all are going to be trembling. Oh, Pastor Jordan, um, <laughs> <laughs> what just happened to me? I ain't got time to explain it. But I'm on my way down there to pay off the church building. Let me tell you something. You ain't gonna get nothing. You don't shout about. I was trying to talk about your light, not your lame neighbor's light. <laughs> so I ain't never brought none. But that day is over with. Amen. If you get a hold of this message, that day is over with. Amen. Hallelujah. You're gonna be bringing things that you never thought you'd bring. Hallelujah. Because you're going to go up on a whole nother level. Look what he says right here. He says in verse 3, he says here, kings, people of authority shall come to the brightness of thy rising. He says, I want you to get up and rise, and then you're going to be in a state of rising. He said, I'm going to put you in a state of rising. You're not going to stop rising. Amen. He says, and because you're rising and you're just keeping getting brighter and brighter, people of authority are going to be coming to this light. Amen. Bless God forever. (laughs) It's time. The pastors are going to have to go back to the White House. Amen. Like they used to do in the olden days because they're not going to have the answers. Amen. It'd be like it was in Daniel's day (laughs) where they had to keep him on staff. Amen, they had to keep somebody with the light on staff to give answers, amen, to give answers in a time of darkness. Amen, he says kings are going to be, people of authority are going to be coming to your church. Amen, the senators are coming. The governors are coming. The council people are coming. The presidents are coming. Amen. They're all coming to the brightness of their rising. They've been waiting on something to rise up in this despair. They've been waiting on something to come up to another level. And as soon as they see that there's a rising amen that's taking place and the church has the answers for this generation, they're going to start coming. He says they're going to start coming. Look what he says right here in verse, uh, he says in verse 5, and he says, and thou shalt see, amen, say, I'm going to see it. He says you're going to see, he's going to see your sons and daughters coming, you're going to see leaders coming, amen, you're going to see Gentiles coming from afar, amen, and then it says in verse 5, it says right here, thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear, amen, this is not just being scared. This is the trembling that's going to take place. I never thought I'd be past two churches. It's going to be more than that. You might be well go live your destiny. You're bigger than who you are right now. You just need the light come on so you can see all your stuff. Hey Amen. Pastor down and talk about the movie National Treasury. You couldn't tell how rich they were until it turned on the light. You ain't seen all your stuff yet. You living in somebody else's house. No. We've been trained to live out of what we can afford with our check. And let me go on and mess with you a little bit. No, no, that's just seed money. That's all that's ever been. That's all that's ever been. Hallelujah. Some of y'all check so short you look like they feel like the world has mistreated you. That's all about to change. It's all about to change. Oh, yes, it is changing. It is changing. Because they're coming. And the Gentile is getting ready to exchange wealth for light. Some of you are going to get promoted in your occupation. Your business is about ready to expand. Because your customers need the light that's attached to your business. It's not just talking, it's a Gentile should come to your light. Amen. Hallelujah. And so if you got a business, your business got a light on it. And it's about ready to expand. It's about ready to be enlarged. You're going to have supernatural knowledge on your job and supernatural anointing to do things in the business that you are where you are. And, and because and people are going to begin to see how valuable you are. And they're going to want to have to they're going to have to pay more to keep you because there's going to be others that want you too. Amen, because you're becoming the most valuable commodity that's in the planet because every place else is going to be in darkness, and you're going to have the answers, and it's going to be people going to notice you. You're going to be standing out like a Daniel, like a Joseph, because light is on you, and and, and Jesus is going to be making you look good, and everybody can't see him, but they can see you. And don't tell them you're real smart tell them the light's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, because answers are just going yeah. yeah. to drop in you supernaturally. Solutions are just going to drop in you supernaturally. And people are going to notice that they don't have that. Yeah, they, don't have. they don't have it. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to make a distinction. And he says, when I do this, look what happens. He says here in verse 5, he says, that harsh your fear, And be enlarged. He says even we're going to be astonished. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. And the force of the Gentiles shall come to thee. It's coming. Amen. God has designed everything. That's left in this planet to move to light. If you go out, (laughs) you're out in the woods and you can see trees and they they just kind of reach through the forest. They don't go straight up because if they can't get light, they grow to the place where they can get light. And so everything is turning naturally designed to turn to light because it cannot afford to try to grow straight up if straight up is blocked because it knows it's going to die. A tree got that much sense. (laughs) Amen. A tree got more sense than that. And so what's going to happen to people when they sense the light of God is on the church, Whatever direction they're going in, they're about ready to turn and to change and go into the direction that's going to cause them to live. Because they need their sons and daughters saved. They need answers for the health problems that they're facing. And the thing's going to happen, and it's not going to... It's coming to the place that's just like with Jesus. Whole city got healed. Just because they wrote them in the light. The whole city got healed. Because the light is on the person. It's not going to be a ministry gift that has to do it. It's just going to be a person in light. It's just going to be a person in light that understands I've been walking in the light. And now I'm going to come into contact with darkness is on another person. And immediately upon contact and the release of faith. It's just going to move. <laughs> we had a <clears throat> we had a, a kid come up, and he, a church was over with. We were going to go home. We was in Brentwood, and we were standing in the parking lot. Um, Brother Todd and, and Pastor Cynthia and I and <laughs> Nicole, we standing in the parking lot. And this kid pulls in after church is over with, and he's got this handkerchief. And <laughs> he says, uh, my brother's at home. He's having an asthma attack. Amen. He said, my brother's at home having to ask me that. And mama said, take the handkerchief back down there. What do you mean back down there? Well, <clears throat> months earlier, the husband had an attack on his body. So we laid hands on the handkerchief, and the power or the light got in the handkerchief. Come on now. If the power company can connect power, amen, and put light in this building, Amen. God's got a connection system and a transfer system to transfer light wherever he needs it to get darkness out of the way. Amen. You look how many lights in this building right now. Amen. And all of them are shining to get rid of darkness. Amen. If one light is on, amen, the light is still going to work and we can see. But when you turn all the lights on, then they still on dim right now. Turn them up to full power. Darkness ain't got a chance. So we took uh, those handkerchiefs, we took that handkerchief that already worked once. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we laid hands back on the same handkerchief that got the husband healed. Amen. And, and laid hands on it and, and sent it back home. And, and the boy laid it on his body. As soon as he put it on his body, he said, Mama, this thing is working right now. <laughs> amen. Now, he ain't the kind of one that play with it kind of people. Amen. If it's working, he's going to know it's working. He said, it's working right now. It's changing my body. Amen. See, it's coming to the place. When you go to Kroger's one time and get milk, you go back because you know what? They got milk. Amen. And when people are taking the same
1: handkerchief and bringing it back because they know where they can get their answers from. This is why they're going to be coming, amen. They're going to know Church on the Rock, New Albany, is where you can keep coming back over and over and over again. And the same same answer and the same power that you got the first time is still working because the light is shining. And it's shining in darkness, and the darkness cannot get a hold of it. We going to the place where the wicked one touches you not. If God was able as life to take 3 million Israelites out into the wilderness and there was not one sick a feeble one among them because he was a fire by day, amen, fire by night, amen, and a glory cloud by the day where your light and your glory has come. We done dealing with darkness in our homes. We done dealing with darkness in our church. Our light has come, baby, and you better know it's gonna work, just like natural light works. Let me tell you real quick
0: how to stay in the light. God don't get out of light you want, baby. Hallelujah, glory be to God. You never know where people are coming from, but it's a new day, baby. It ain't gonna matter. How much money you got right now, it don't matter about your background, it don't matter where you came from, the question now are you going to shine? That's the question now. are you going to shine? That's the key to the whole thing. He said your own life going to change your own environment. The day you get born again and you make Jesus the Lord of your life, that's when life begins to come into your spirit. When you come and you hear the word of God being preached, Paul said, God has called me to, and in Ephesians chapter 3, anointing me to cause all men to see. When you come to church, you get light. I never miss church. Not because I'm the pastor, it's because I need light. I don't have nothing to do with it. Because I need light. Your ministry gift is a source of light to you. The first time I met Dr. Jacobs, well, it wasn't the first time I met him. It wasn't the first time we still talk about ministry. Well, no, the, first, the very first time we really talked about ministry. He said, Keith, you called into the ministry, aren't you? I never told anybody that. I didn't even tell my wife that. But he picked up on it because they are called to shine light. They got an anointing to bring you into light. to call you to see what's really in you. And anytime you miss those sessions, you're missing light. You get born again, you get light. Then God gives you a ministry gift. According to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 3, Paul said in verse 9, I'm anointed to make you see. Then the Bible says in Psalms 119, the entrance of his word gives light. When you go back and you take the word, you get more light. Ministry get light new birth, you get light. In Ephesians chapter 1, around verse 17, Paul said, he says, you're giving me the spirit of wisdom to bring enlightenment. You get enlightenment by declaring and confessing the word over your life. I don't ask God to give me the spirit of wisdom anymore. I say I have it. He ain't got to give it to me but no one time. And now I say I'm enlightened. I say I got light. You get enlightenment through your prayer life, through your word life, through the new birth, and through the ministry gift in your life. And then turn over here. You get enlightenment by what you fellowship with, too. Amen. I'm just to the place I refuse. For the things that happen in light, I refuse to play with darkness in my life. Somebody going to pull in my parking lot and say, lay hands on this cloth? My son is having an asthma attack at home. They believe that there's light here, that they would tell their son, get in the car and catch him, catch him before they leave church. He pulled in the parking lot like Batman. flag in that handkerchief I need the handkerchief refilled
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> amen. amen just pulled up in the parking lot we just had laid hands on it we said the same God in Acts 19 yes. that filled the handkerchief then step in the handkerchief now just laid it on the boy I ain't got time to play with no darkness I ain't got time to go home and watch no dirty 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 with nobody I ain't got time for that it's time for a real church it's time for a real church because all darkness is designed to do is never let you be who you really are And the Gentiles can't come to that no matter how many Bibles you have, no matter how many CDs are playing in your car. They're not designed to come to that. Look over in First John. It's my last scripture. We'll start at verse... Verse 5. 1 John, chapter 1, verse 5. And then this, this then is the message. This is the message. This is it. Y'all, this is it. Dr. Jacobs preached this, and he mentioned, he quoted Isaiah 60. It just jumped in my spirit. Light came. And God said, This is how revival comes. I ain't make it up. He the one said they come into the light. It's just my job just to believe it. I didn't write Isaiah 60. People are, people are writing a lot of things. To read. What's going to make people come to church? God already wrote Isaiah 60 thousands of years ago. He said, they not, it's not they might come. They shall come not a question of might they shall come, shall come. Mm-hmm. they're coming with wealth yeah. Yeah. and your financials life is going to change so dramatically it's even going to cause you to tremble yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you. I ain't making it that up that's what he said your children are coming Come you might as well you just laugh at the devil now. You might as well you just laugh at him. Just stand right in your light and just laugh right in light. I want you to see every chuckle and every, every grin and chuckle. And the light is going to restore them so completely, it'll look like he never touched them. It's going to look like you never had a broke day in your life. You gonna welcome you? See, y'all always been rich like it, ain't you? <laughs> yes, sir. yes, I'm telling you, I ain't making this up. He said this right here. He says, uh, "Then this is the message we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is wow, Like. That what He is. That's what you're about to be to this generation." And in him is absolutely, unequivocally, no darkness at all, none. And if we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we are straight up lying. I know the Lord. Mm-mm, he said we lying. <clears throat> because people that know him don't play with darkness. Any kind. So what is darkness? Ask yourself. Did God create this? Is God behind this? Then if he ain't behind it, why do I need a fellowship with him? I ain't trying to get like that. I'm getting like him. Oh, yeah. And this kind of liberty that we talking about. Well, the wicked one touches you not. There ain't nothing compared to it. Then he says this right here. But there's another way to live. Amen. If we walk in the light. As he is in the light. That means I have the privilege to walk in the light just like he's in it. That's so why I like the blood song this morning. This is a blood covenant. Every word of it is sworn in them. Because to, to the mind, it can be too good to be true. That's why he said, You're going to tremble. Even though I preached it to you, you're still going to tremble. You're still going to shake. With advance notice, the rest of them will fall out. Amen. Yeah. Hey, the rest of them are just gonna pass out to what here today. And it says, if we walk in the light, of see, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So, what is he saying? He says, when I'm in the light with him, then this word fellowship is where you get the word intercourse and where you get the word association, communication, exchange. That means that everything that's in God. Begins to become a part of me. And then when people come into that light. They begin to experience God. And they fall in this place and they say God is up in here. And that's what's happening right up in here right now.